0: Hello, I'm Eamon. I'm Conrad. And we are Mega Mega City City Film Club. Club. And we're back because we've been to the movies again. We are solo, just Conrad and myself, because we're doing our comic book movies, uh... Two trips. As ever, Conrad, we lament the, the post-match curry that we can't have to discuss these films.
1: You know, it's the great greatest loss of, of my return to America, I must say, is that we can't watch these movies together and have post, post-film debriefs and things like that over, over curry and pints. Indeed. Now,
0: we will be talking about some 2000 AD-related movies in the not-too-distant future. But first of all, we've got recent comic book releases. And I'm going to say minor spoilers for both films we're going to talk about. Particularly, I am going to spoil both mid-credit scenes for these films one of them is quite fun the other one is absolutely terrible for a mid-credit scene (laughs) (laughs) so I will mention those Conrad why don't you kick us off in your inimitable fashion with um, our introduction to
1: absolutely film one the marvels oh man I got I I have a cold today so it's real it's real powerful powerful (laughs) chapter breaks here yeah let's talk the marvels
0: so to release November 19, uh, 2023. Directed by Nia DeCosta, written by DeCosta, Megan McDonnell, Elisa Karasik, starring Brie Larson, Teona Paris, and Iman Valani. So Conrad, tell us about your experience going to the movie to see this one.
1: Man, I thought this movie was pretty fun. It was fine, you know, <laughs> I think it's sort of uh what we said about actually I feel like we've said a lot about a lot of these Marvel movies over the last Year or two since we've been doing this this podcast, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of. I mean, I'll admit that I have not. I have not um done my homework for this movie. I guess, like, I I I, I have not watched a lot of Marvel's Disney Plus stuff, which is where you get the backstories for two thirds of the of the leads of this film, basically. Um. So, but I, you know, I, I had vague ideas of things. Like I sort of know. Um like rough outlines of what people's characters and characterizations are. I've read the comics for, for Kamala Khan and stuff like that. But this was fun. It's sort of, I mean, it's very much what we seem to be doing in a lot of Marvel movies these days, which is where there's sort of an initial fight that might be like sort of on earth or in like sort of a character's home. But then we quickly go to, different fantastical realms with you know often with aliens or other sort of different character you know s- versions of characters and stuff like that various cool fights big special effects and stuff and of course a big final fight where multiple realities are in are in danger often with like a big hole in the sky or something like that that's something that seems becoming i feel like i don't know i sort of looked over this one and thought about like i guess like no Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Ant-Man. I guess like Guardians of the Galaxy I sort of remove from this because it is sort of like already in space, so it sort of makes sense that they go to different planets, but a lot of these recent Marvel ones less of a focus on doing things in the um actual world of the MCU and more sort of going to different places and stuff, which I think is kind of interesting. But I don't, anyway, sorry. That's that, that. That's a tangent. I, this movie was fun, and I really liked the uh, the interaction between the main characters. I guess between the three, the three marvels was really good. I think they just sort of in like you know how people had these different characterizations. I guess I think um, Iman Vellani, especially as uh, as Kamal, was really great and really brought um, a lot of enthusiasm. To this film, to these movies, which can sometimes be a little bit of like not a slog, but like a little bit, I don't know. Like she just like like made it fun because you like to see her reactions to things and how she was enjoying her. Both the actor and the character seem to be enjoying themselves doing these different, you know, experiencing these different things and going through these different adventures.
0: Yeah, I think Iman Vellani is a standout in this film and in her TV series Miss Marvel, where she is just a delight, both as the character, as you say, and as the actor who just seems to be having a great time, which we always like to see. Um, it does depend on, well, it does assume that you know a little bit about the Miss Marvel yeah. TV series that um, Kamala Khan is around and is a huge fan of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and -hmm. then also um, Monica Rambeau who was introduced in uh, I think we see her in the Miss Marvel movie as a a little girl but she's introduced I think in the WandaVision Vision series and gets her powers although she doesn't get a superhero alias although Kamala Khan keeps trying to give her one in this film which is quite funny
1: yeah and I think they list all of uh, the Monica Rambeau aliases um, that have appeared in, in the comics. In the, in the comics, So she does have like ten of them. I, I don't know. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Monica Rambeau from a, from from the Next Wave comics, so I sort of have a little bit of a of a soft spot for her. And you know, the, yeah, they definitely like you know. There, there's several scenes where the, yeah, with like listing off names that she could have, and all Is of the super, all of the all of the comic ones are are listed there. I was I was marking them off.
0: And it um so the film has the three characters who seem to have somehow their their powers or they've become, to use an expression we could borrow from Scott Lang and Ant Man, they've been quantum locked and they keep swapping in time and in space with each other. Which at the start can cause a little bit of confusion, I found, a little bit of jumping around, literally. <clears throat> that I almost thought at times I was wondering if I'd missed parts of this movie. It seemed to jump (laughs) around so quickly. yeah. Um, So slightly confusing. But it does produce another big, colourful and rather fun um, adventure on screen for us. There is a sequence in the middle of the film where they turn up on a planet that uh, everybody sings the whole time. They sing and dance the whole time. And I thought this was part of a sort of deliberate slightly softening of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel character, because this is mm-hmm. a much more sort of fun, rompish movie than her own, than she was in her own film and in the Avengers Absolutely. movies. What did
1: you think of the sort of mid mid part of this movie where they're singing and dancing? I thought that was great. I thought that was really fun. And like, you know, it did sort of, I guess the promise of what I want, like, like, listen, when i when i see space stuff in marvel i want you know when we're like hey like we're doing stuff in space we're going out here i want to see some weird planets you know i want to see where you know things are interesting and just where things are happening and having a planet yeah that that's a musical planet where everybody yeah speaks and communicates in song and dance and just whenever there's a conversation it becomes a big you know localized musical number that's pretty awesome you know, that, that that's fun. And then seeing the characters try to react to it and, like, vaguely say things, music, you know, <laughs> in a tune and stuff is, is neat. And then good final joke where, like, they – uh, where, where Brie Larson, like, you know, after having a big, like, uh, song and dance, then just sort of talks normally. And, you know, her, her prince, re- like, talks normally. She was like, oh, he's he's bilingual. I thought that was pretty funny as well. That was a good um, line.
0: Um, you know, I- I thought I was sad that Imam uh, Imam Vellani's Bollywood number didn't make it to the screen. I'm sure they must have mm-hmm. done put her in a Bollywood – because she's on a Bollywood planet. Why not put her in right. a Bollywood <laughs>
1: mu- you know, song and dance routine herself? She was clearly up for it. Yeah, you could definitely. I mean, I could see all all three have yeah have a quick number. For you know, or a a solo for all 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 three characters, it just makes sense. You know, that's sort of what you what you would do. You know, yeah. And I just thought, yeah, it's sort of. I I agree that you say actually, yeah, because so much of uh of the first, of the Captain Marvel movie was was Brie Larson being really tough and sort of like having to power through things and stuff like that. I think this really showed how her time traveling the galaxy. Like, if not softened her, then at least like gave her a little bit more of a personality or more just like, oh, like, like you haven't just been, I don't know, kicking ass this whole time. There's been time to like make friends or to establish a life for yourself as well, which I think is something that I really appreciate. Also, you know, just in the uh, in those Carol Danvers uh, comics as well. Like those are sort of fun things. And I, I generally I love the idea of, I guess a galactic traveler sort of knowing people in every port and having backstories with them and stuff like that, you know, it's sort of the, like a, like the best parts of like Han Solo or something, the idea of just that, you know, there's this big world out there and, you know, we've taken part in or like a, or like a three back to 2000 AD. Like, like that's why I, I really like the out as well. Like that sort of these, you know, I love a vibrant space world, I guess mm. if that makes sense. So
0: there's a lot lot of vibrancy on screen. It's very colourful. It's musical. Everybody seems to be having a great time. There is, of course, uh, some Cree bad guys who uh, are intent on just messing everything up. um, And the Marvels have got to save the world. Um, Let me ask you a question, Conrad. When you went to see this
1: film, were there many people in the theatre with you? Not really. It was pretty pretty dead, I'm afraid, um, to see this one. Yeah same here because I went to see it with my daughter
0: Jenny and there was not many people in the cinema for it and of course the film came out when the strike or at least part of the strike was still Mm -hmm. on the actors couldn't do promotional work so there was very little promo for this film I think Marvel felt they had to put it out but but they couldn't really promote it as much as
1: they wanted to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, so many films really, or I think a lot of films that, that got released were hurt by this. I think it ended, ended up a lot of movies, mo- like, changing dates because of this. I mean, like, uh, Dune 2, I think, is the big one that was supposed to come out in the fall of 2023. It is now coming out in the spring of 2024 and stuff just because they wanted to – because of the SAG strike, yeah, they couldn't, like, have um, – actors were – weren't supposed to do publicity for things, which can really make, you know, it makes it tough to to sell it, obviously, because you can't do all the talk shows and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like there could have been more for Captain, for for the Marvels generally, I guess, like just even in terms of like, I don't know, TV commercials or billboards and stuff. I didn't see a ton, like just walking around um, my area, I guess, in a way that I've seen for other films is kind of a bummer.
0: We were looking at the budgets and the box office of the two films we're talking about today before we started recording. This film has not done well at the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a slightly poor reputation. It's. I'm going to ask you perhaps towards the end of our recording about you know whether we were getting superhero movie fatigue setting in. Mm-hmm. But is this film, The Marvels, is it as sort of... Is it as bad as perhaps the reputation
1: suggests or the box office nah, suggests? Nah, it's it's fine. Like I would, you know, it's, it's it's like a B movie, like 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 B grade. I would say, like I wasn't like super blown away. I guess in the way that I was by say, um, like I, I guess more recent Spider-Man movies were sort of my high level, my high water mark for these mar- for these Marvel and I guess superhero movies generally. Like you know, um, both of both a No Way Home and uh, Across the Spider Verse, um, but like this one was, it was fine. I think there's some really fun moments, like y- you mentioned the um, the Bollywood Planet or the Singing Planet. I really like. There's just like a, a training montage in this film that I thought was really fun, just in terms of just like you know spending time with these characters and being just sort of a very agreeable, I guess. And and I think that the um, in general, like yeah, the big, I mean, the big th- thing of the movie is that when. You know, the characters use their powers, they'll swap places. And that led that leads to both, you know, sort of weird editing in the start of the film, and then later in the movie becomes this like tactical thing they do that I think is really interesting. Uh but and like it's very much just, yeah, like it didn't feel it didn't feel like particularly worse than any of these other Marvel movies that we've seen. I like I would I think Maybe in retrospect, I might say I liked it better. Like if we're if we're ranking the ones that came out this year, I'd you know I liked Guardians three and Across the Spider Verse a lot more. But I'd say I would feel like Marvels is probably better than Ant Man. I guess if that's like if we're ranking them, I guess.
0: Well, it, it's funny you should say that because I was going to ask about that. I mean, obviously it's not up with the Guardians or Doctor Strange or Spider Man movies. But if I had a choice between watching the Marvels again and watching the Ant Man quantum one i think i'd watch the
1: marvels again actually i think yeah. I'd more fun with that i mean i might even you know l- listen i you know i rank dr strange highly because i've got a weird dr strange relationship but i would say that it's sort of they're, they're on par that these right. two movies you know Ooh, okay like you know i mean i don't know but i think that yeah it just gets yeah it's 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 gotten sort of a bad rap which i think is not, or just from what i've heard people say talk about it and stuff that i think is not is not fully deserved based on what we see on the film like when I would say when this comes to streaming, I would I would definitely say give it a shot if you like, you know, superhero stuff. Like there's, you know, there's a there is a good movie here that 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 can be seen. And like, you know, if you give it a shot, I think is um is interesting. Also, I think, you know, and just does some interesting things, I think, with um or the things that we inter- folks are theoretically interested in talking about superhero movies. It's the idea like the mover of the plot is like the after effects of some reckless superheroics in the first movie, you know, which I think people are often interested in talking. You know, when, when we have online discussions, we talk about like, oh, well, like you, you destroyed that civilization's like central central brain. Like, what's the fallout from that? And here we see, you know, and that's what this movie is, you know, mm. like there's there's interesting things to talk about and to sort of discuss in. In here, that I think, just saying, like, oh yeah, no, you know, listen, this movie's got girls. No one likes that, you know. You get cooties if you watch this thing. It, it is not helpful and means that you're missing out on a on a fun film.
0: I agree with you, Conrad. I would say, with definitely, when this turns up on Disney Plus, it's worth a watch. Uh, it is quite fun. There are consequences from earlier things that we've seen. Imam Valani as as Kamala Khan. I just think is delightful and uh, hmm, absolutely
1: you know, more power to her. I hope she continues to have such a good time as she appears to be having. Yeah, I definitely it. hope that this film not doing well doesn't like scuttle these plans that they're sort of building up for, like her being the center of a Young Avengers thing or something like that. You know, that's what I, that's my big worry about about the film. Honestly, it's just yeah. that might sort of mess with future plans for things
0: uh imam balani has now written kamala khan ms marvel comics astonishing Mm -hmm. and you mentioned young avengers because we do i'm going to get to the mid-credits sequence now but actually we get a little sequence right at the end of this film and i won't spoil who the character is but uh we get to hear kamala khan say i'm putting a team together which is right yes (laughs) totally i'm all for that comrade Okay, if you don't want to be spoiled for the mid-credits sequence of The Marvels, then uh, I suggest you skip forward about five minutes, or I might might put a timestamp in here for you that I'll add (laughs) afterwards. Mega City Film Club timestamp, skip forward five minutes from this point, and then return to your regularly scheduled programme. These movies, of course, Conrad, have trained us to stay, for at least for the mid-credits. A lot of these movies have end credit sequence, which I think is a good thing, personally. (laughs) Um, um, But the mid-credit sequence, here we go. Spoilers coming up. Uh, If I can do it, the the theme music goes... (laughs) What did you think of the mid-credit sequence
1: and the whole new universe that this possibly brings in for us? Oh, man. Like, well, I mean, I think, you know, it's something that, of course, we started seeing in a multiverse of madness right this uh bringing the you know teasing around with bringing the x men into the mcu you know we had professor x in that one um you know um kelsey Grammer doing beast in in this one um and you know and 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 of course later this year we're supposed to have deadpool which has like Hugh jackman in the uh in the yellow Wolverine costume as well. That's sort of the... Like, like, that's the only image that exists for that movie and it's enough to sell it to <laughs> millions of nerds. Everyone just, well, just saying, yep, you don't need okay. to try yeah. uh, it Say less. Like, I saw the picture. That's all I need, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and so I, I I like the teasing stuff. Listen, like, I... I Like, you know, listen, bring them X-Men in. Whatever. Why, why should it be separate, I guess? It seems like... Just a lot of characters. Oh, man. Like, you know, I, uh, I despair at being able to watch all these, like, that these movies will be able to cover everything or do all this stuff if you have, like, especially, like, the full, like, movie X-Men, like, like existing movie X-Men teams in there. If just because, like, just because, you know, those are, that's a full movie worth of things with its own, sp- I mean, I guess it's just Wolverine based, but his own spin-offs and stuff. But, like, you know. I think that it's been really interesting seeing the MCU develop as just like I you know, like if you like if 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 you buy me a coffee, I'm quick to talk about how interesting it is that the MCU is able to do it. Was able to become so popular and stuff with its third with like basically the third rank of or the third tier of its superheroes or of its characters, right? Of that sort of Avengers level, which are now very high level because they've been in the movies and stuff. But, you know, when you think about what Marvel basically sold its rights to, to make money, it sold its most popular guys first, which is like sort of your Spider-Man and Hulk on the top. Fantastic, you know, and then, or like, and then like Fantastic Four and the X-Men and stuff. The idea that at the time, if you were looking at what, the popular Marvel comics were and what they had to make the movies of. It's like, it's almost like leftover. I like, I kind of want to be too down on like Iron Man and stuff, but you know, there's, there were a thousand X-Men. Com- I remember I was there when in the nineties and two thousands, when there were a billion X-Men comics of varying flavors and degrees and, you know, maybe an Iron Man comic, you know, and, and Avengers, you know, maybe some of uh, surrounding Avengers comics But they'd often like, you know, if there was a big crossover event, it would mostly be X-Men and other guys popped in or something like that, you know, Um, until like, I don't know, maybe they paired back. Then the Civil War, whatever. I don't want to I don't want to fight about the details, but I think it's been interesting seeing them bring it, get these characters back, get Spider-Man in and move Spider-Man into be a big part of the MCU. And I'm interested to see how much they do with the X-Men and then how like, you know. How they fit into an Avengers story, I guess. If they'll just be, you know, if it's just sort of, if the X Men are just an extra, you know, an extra movie that comes out every couple years or something, or if they're now there's a big X Men franchise and things are coming out all the time. Like, I'm interested to see what they do. I'm trepidatious, I guess. And I also just worried that feeling that they have to do all this stuff will lead to, (laughs) I guess, people being, you know, they're being too in instead of too many superhero movies far too many superhero movies which i think is something that we should all be worried about a little bit i guess okay well i thought it was i thought it was great fun i really i thought it was great that. too for the record i thought like when yeah. like 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 when it turned around and it was like blue fur beast i was like whoa oh man the kelsey
0: grammar one as well yeah yeah, Kelsey Grammer won, and uh, Lashana Lynch turning up in the binary costume. Uh, right. Uh, good fun. Yeah, okay, so we look forward to that. Um, the Marvel's not at all as bad as its reputation suggests, or its box office. Uh, give it a chance when it comes out on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Okay, let's see if the voice holds up as we turn to... Oh.
1: Film 2, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom.
0: This is from December 23, last month. Uh, Directed by James Wan, the well-known horror film director. Written by David Leslie Johnson McColdrick, a chap who seems to have too many names. Um, Jason Momoa, Patrick Wilson, Nicole Kidman, Amber Heard, Tamura Morrison and Yahya Abdul-Mateen. So what was it like in the cinema when you went to this one, Conrad? You went with people for this one, I think.
1: Yeah, it was more crowded this time. Um, yeah, I went with my uh, with my brother and his wife because they are... Listen, they're normies. They aren't into all these things. But somehow the first Aquaman movie became like their comfort movie during the pandemic, basically. Like they in like 2020 and they must, I feel like it was on their TV this when they were like working from home and stuff like that. Every time I came over to their house and I really remember, even though I've seen fully Aquaman, just every time I walked in, it was always things were radically different no matter what was going on. It's like, this still, this is Aquaman. Like, <laughs> well, like it's so different than the other scenes that I've seen from the movie. If you just walk in randomly, you know? So they were really excited to see it. And while they liked it we're also sort of like, I don't know if it's going to take the same space, the same place that the original one did for us. But yeah, but so, yeah. And there are a bunch of other folks too, just there, you know, it was a Friday night and stuff. So it's where I got this cold as well, for the record. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no.
0: Um, So again, another big, colorful, noisy movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say there's a sequence. uh, I particularly enjoyed Anywhere where they have to break some guy or, or, or person out of prison in order to <clears> complete a plan is always a good sequence in a film. And this one's no exception with uh, Aquaman having to break his half brother Orm out of um, what I'm going to call dry prison, I guess. They're keeping him yeah. deliberately dry so he can't use his water based
1: powers. Yeah, and I like it. And it, they do the thing that I, I always love with these. Um With with aqua with like Aquaman and Namors and stuff where there's a water guy and you know you keep him dehydrated so he gets like all like he basically looks like he's like um you know starving to death all thin and spindly and stuff and then finally he makes it to water and then pow he's super buff you know right back right 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 back where he was at his height and stuff that's a really fun moment yeah the the dry prison was great. A lot of weird, you know, monster dudes. They ride on centipedes. It's a good time. Um, did you notice, what I noticed, the product placement in this movie? Absolutely. Listen, amen, you know, as a, as someone who has shared a fair amount of, of, of Guinness pints with you, I felt like these guys were enjoying their Guinness a little bit too much, especially because it was <laughs> in the cans, you know, full, full, multi-minute, Go to, the re- go to the refrigerator. Open it up. It's just baby bottles and cans of Guinness. Get two of them. Hand one to your dad. The two of you sit on the couch. Open. Ah, that's nice. You know, <laughs> cheers to family togetherness. <laughs> and make sure the label is pointing towards the camera. <laughs> Let's have a moment. Ooh, look at there's too much foam coming out of this can, Eamon. Oh, my gosh we're having an experience here this is excellent <laughs> and there's a there's a particular watch that they seemed quite keen to to
0: for us to know Absolutely, about as well yeah. uh are these two Be characters are very colorful watches that they wanted you know they were clearly wanted to sell us okay Ooh, look at that bezel yeah it's yeah.
1: nice oh it's good
0: <laughs> come our- to
1: make money you know
0: Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry, uh, Aquaman himself, what do you make of him? He is, I'll just say, he's a little bit like our favorite um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that Momoa in his physical development phase is now approaching
1: size of a house or at least a small car, you know. He's a, he's a large gentleman for sure. Although, I w- listen, I don't want to throw shade here, but I will say that when he's not in the Aquaman suit, I think he's making that transition from uh, uh, to dad bod a little bit like you can you can tell like I'm saying that as much as he's got the six pack when he's got the Aquaman shirt, not shirtless in this movie, you know, telling telling detail. But yeah, no, like especially when he's like. I mean, it is one of, the, yeah, it is a very super heroic thing where he stands next to another person and just dwarfs them because he's just got, like, you know, muscles on muscles. He's a big dude, yeah. which is excellent, I think. I'm, I'm fine, whatever, I guess. He is, he is an
0: actor who appears to be having a great deal of fun in this role, a bit like Imam Balani as uh, Pahala <clears throat> Khan. Jason Momoa seems to be having a good time.
1: Definitely. I think he's like, he's very much like a, like I, I can't believe like I'm getting, I, I'm being allowed to do this. So they let me just sort of like, I don't know, man, I'm swinging a Trident around. <laughs> Let's do it. Like <laughs> chilling, chilling with, uh with Nicole Kidman and Dolph Lundgren talking about fish. It's good yeah. times, you know? Yeah. yeah. Dolph
0: Lundgren's in there. Amber Heard. Although I gather Amber Heard's part was perhaps, Cut down slightly because of uh, legal difficulties she was having at the time. I've, I've heard that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gets to drink Guinness with the guy who plays Boba Fett now, so I suppose you yeah, know he was having a good time in this movie. Yeah. And also Patrick Wilson as the the bad guy from the first movie, who has now become the sort of uh, the brother that he always wanted. And there's a certain buddy cop um, mm-hmm. romance element absolutely going on in this film, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it's very much, yeah, like, you know, re- character redemption, learning about the ways of the, you know, we, we can learn from each other. Oh, we're not so different, you and me. Oh, I, I've hated you, but now I've come to respect you, sort of. You're standard beats. We, we've seen these before, you know, like, I I think you're reckless. I think, you know, you don't follow the rules, but by God, you're a good cop, that sort of thing, you know. A quick word about the bad guy. There is a...
0: uh, Because Patrick Wilson obviously now becomes a good guy uh, through the buddy bromance stuff that's going on. There's a bad guy who looks a little bit like a CGI. Um, He could almost be Sauron type from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much the Dark Lord is returning. uh, And if he gets back to his power, then we're all doomed unless Aquaman and Orm can stop him. And Conrad, if we talk about the bad guy's sort of army that they have to face, um, are sea sea
1: zombies the worst kind of zombies? Oh, they're damp. You know, that's not good. (laughs) Like, you're gross already, but then you're like musty from the sea. No, thank you. No, thank you. You know. (laughs) I want to say something I thought was a little weird and that I kept – I kept coming back to actually, I guess it was in the, in the art direction of the evil, evil deadites or whatever, which is that, you know, listen, like, cause they're sort of, they, they're, they're, they're like black and then have like sort of bright green, like flames and glows and stuff like that. And that's great. Listen, I got an army of uh plague Marines with that exa- ex- exact same color scheme. I'm all for it, but for me, when you're in like D.C. and something has like a green glow like that, something's taking that spot, I guess. You know, like, you know, that's just like, like, is this a kryptonite planet or is this a kryptonite like thing? Is this or a like leftover kryptonite stuff? It's not. But just for me, because it was green, it kept tickling the back of my mind, <laughs> just that like. Like, what, what, you know, how does this relate to other stuff? And, you know, it doesn't really, but it's still like, it, it was, it was a little bit distracting for me almost, where it's just kind of like, I guess, yeah, just green glows are sort of taken in DC, I feel like, almost. Right. It made you immediately think of the, the you know, are they kryptonite powered? Right. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, like, and sorry, just to tie things back to the sorry I interrupt you, Amon. That's <laughs> um right just to tie things back to the d c universe also like hey i'm I'm feeling a lot of like people wagging their fingers about environmental things and stuff, and no one's mentioning that like general zod half terraformed the earth like you know five or six years ago as also contributing to the release of this ancient frozen um frozen baddies, you know. <laughs> Well, I've just occurred to me that in the Marvels, the mar-
0: the titular Marvels themselves save another planet from an ecological disaster. And in this movie, mm. um we'll all be pleased to hear that Aquaman and the forces of Atlantis are going to come and sort out climate change for us. So at last, yeah. <laughs> Cuz clearly we can't manage it by ourselves, so <laughs>
1: we do need the
0: Atlantean's help.
1: Yeah. It felt very similar to the end of Black Panther actually of the, of the first Black Panther, the end of uh of this Aquaman movie again, this sort of the the hidden high tech kingdom revealing itself and they're going to help us, you know, that sort of thing. So
0: this film has made its money back and more and is still in cinemas. And this film has made some money and has done quite well. What did you think about this one
1: in comparison to the Marvels? I mean, I liked them both. I thought they were, honestly, I think they were both sort of like like i said like 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 sort of b grade movies um you know they both like we said sort of have a yeah like a lot of action a lot of color like a lot a lot of different like worlds and settings and stuff like that um and also actually a lot of like returning characters and sort of deepening some relationships and stuff like that you know um i think i think i probably would see marvels again over aquaman but it, but it's close like i'd see aquaman again too i think like there's some fun stuff in in here um some pretty good fight scenes and things like that um and i thought a lot of the um the interactions between jason mamo and patrick wilson i think were were sort of were pretty fun and like, like like they they have some fun conversations and some fun character work in the course of the of the movie as well that I thought was interesting
0: okay um I did you know we've talked about the possibility that there might be too many superhero films coming out Mm. and you know there has been a a fair amount of talk about how maybe the superhero movie bubble is over with diminishing returns Mm -hmm. are we getting some a certain amount of fatigue from these films do you think Conrad
1: I don't know. Like, I'll watch them. I'm always here. I'm always up for, for superheroics, you know. But, like, I definitely... I feel like there was a point where it felt like every action movie was a superhero movie and stuff like that. That I, th- I think we're past a little bit, but it's still sort of lingering with us. Honestly, I feel like more I'm over, like, shared universes and, like, that having to be a key marketing, mar- marketing ploy for something that... You know, here's a movie. It's popular. So we're going to do more linked movies with it. Like, I feel like that that gets annoying and feels just like and I don't know, like the idea that like, all right, now like, uh, you know, Barbie was successful. So now we're going to do movies for all the toys. And I was like, I don't know about that. Or the, the the other big movie, like like, do we need like um, a whole bunch of new uh, uh, biopics of various World War Two guys because you know linked to Oppenheimer and stuff? I don't know, you know. <laughs> like, were, okay. they, were they were they were they teasing a JFK movie when he showed up in Oppenheimer briefly? Like, ooh, that's like you know the shared Oppenheimer universe. Like, I don't think we have to do this, guys. I feel like people people will see movies on their own. I don't know. It's it's so funny. Yeah. But definitely when, when we're looking at it, it's not like I feel like there was a time where any superhero movie came out and it would immediately be like the biggest movie and you know, make all the money and all that kind of stuff. And uh 2023, that's definitely not happening. You know, we've had like Marvel's and you know, M- Marvel's did did bad, Aquaman is not. Meeting expectations, I think it's the same. Could be said for like Blue Beetle and um, Ant Man and stuff. Uh, I think Guardians and uh, and Spider Verse did, did did pretty well. I'm Sorry, I'm not yeah. up on the money completely, but like if it make if it means that like you know I I I'd like this to mean that that it now we're a little bit more suspect or that when they're making these movies they're like all right well let's try to make a good one you know as opposed to just let's try to get this out you know. Yeah. <laughs> So I think I would have gone... Well, in fact, I did go to see the Marvels because Jenny wanted
0: to see it as well. I don't think I would have gone to see Aquaman if we hadn't been recording about it. I think I would have waited mm-hmm. for it on streaming. I would say watch it on streaming. I didn't think it was as good as the Marvels myself. I yeah, I enjoyed the fine. Marvels more. And we'll talk in a moment about some of the other movies that we've got coming up this year and whether there might be Overkill. I would, I would say, and I've said this before, Conrad, I'm still looking for those moments of connection that we get with characters like with tom Holland's spider-man like with miles morales and his family in the spider-verse movies like with rocket raccoon sure strangely yeah um, as we both said you know making us emotional about a cgi raccoon (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and I didn't really get that from either of these films. I thought: no, I, like agree. I' say. I think Imam Vellani is just having a wonderful time, and I'd quite like to see it. But yeah, I'm looking for that sort of
1: emotional connection
0: which we don't
1: seem to be getting
0: at the moment. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I, I'd agree with you that there for sure, I think that's what keeps these movies from you know making it to a higher level is just the, yeah, that we, they lack some of the characterization that we've seen in the, in, in the better of the, the better versions of these films that, that have been out.
0: Okay, now, I'm going to spoil the mid credit scene for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It isn't oh. a spoiler because it is no plot point for this film or for any other film. Um, it is instead the, uh, another, another run at a rather dumb joke they did earlier in the film where Jason Momoa tricks Patrick Wilson into eating a cockroach because he says that's what uh, dry land dwellers eat. Yeah. And then they redo the joke more or less in the mid-credit sequence, which does absolutely nothing. And I
1: I was sorry I'd waited for it, Conrad. Listen, I I got in trouble because I made my brother and his wife wait wait for the post credits thing. Anyway, listen, especially because, and you can cut this out, Eamon, but it is predictive programming for the Great Reset, you know, <laughs> telling us because of Aquaman, we will eat the bugs and do all those other things, all right? Ridiculous. <laughs> in the words of one of our podcasting heroes, Dan, I'm going to say,
0: I'm going to leave that in, Conrad, I'm leaving that in. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Yes, we will
1: eat the bugs, and we will we will have uh, we will be happy about it. Well, we live in a tiny apartment in Atlantis. You know, it's a whole yeah. thing. It's going to be bad or something.
0: Okay, we've covered two films. I think we've both given our opinions about what we thought of them. Any other things you wanted to say about either of these films before I ask you about um,
1: what's coming up? Well, I want to say low key my favorite one of my favorite things in aquaman was when um and this is sort of related to the cockroach thing sort of how about how – just the joke of patrick will of a of a um not knowing how to do things on dry land and stuff like that is that when he runs he does sort of the naruto run with like his arms in the back cuz that's how they swim really fast so obviously that's how you'd run to tells me like well move your arms he's like whoa this is great and I thought that was really funny. Like that was like a re- like, especially just for the physical comedy of it. And actually, um, if you look, like if you watch it again, and you look when they're escaping from the prison before they have that conversation, he is running like that when they are um, running out of the prison and stuff like that. So it's something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, it is probably the best gag in the film. Is that Patrick Wilson's character
0: doesn't know how to run on dry land? Why would he? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jason Momoa yells run He's like, I don't know how <laughs> you know. okay it's a fair, fair cop you know two anyway sorry. we've been to the movies we've eaten our separate curries and drinken- drunk our separate Aquaman approved um, cans of Guinness so Conrad what's coming up on the t-
1: superheroes in theatrical release movies for the rest yeah. of the year there's I feel like there's not a ton in comparison to previous years um I think right up coming soon in about a month or so, it's um, Madam Webb with Dakota Johnson, which is one of these um, Sony Spider Man without Spider Man movies. Um, we got three of those this year, we reckon. Three, yeah, oh, a fair amount. Um, and then um, there's a uh, Deadpool three in a uh, in in July, I think at this moment. Um, the yellow suit. That's what we with want. with yeah Hugh Jackman in the yellow suit that's all we got that's all we know it's all we need Craven the Hunter in August another again Spider Man villain and stuff like that Joker Foyadu I believe it's pronounced I don't know um, in um, in October and that that's the one with Lady Gaga and, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix and stuff like that so a sequel to the previous Joker movie and then Venom three in November with Tom Hardy. And more venom action which i'm interested in i'll admit you am I and i have not seen the venom movies <laughs> much to my shame so i'll have to check both those out we'll um before we get to three night. do my homework etc yeah okay
0: well as you say a lot of spider-man movies without spider-man in them or yeah. spider villains uh one of which is going to be something that we have cooked up something slightly special for something we're planning for that we've oh, yeah. been planning for a while so that'd be exciting people can probably work out what it's going to be but uh <laughs> it's that will be coming in the middle of the year um so we will be returning to the the regular the movies and talking about those but we have also got a full roster of 2000 ad related films to be watching and in fact there'll be one along very shortly because we're recording another one
1: next week absolutely i'm very excited that you know listen any, any uh, like, a specific, like, reason to revisit all of these um, films of the 80s, of the 70s and 80s, I'm done for it. This is, like, you know, more uh, more tales of the misspent youth of Conrad, I'm sure, coming out as well. Like, you know, so many movies I watched when I was too young, probably, to have watched them initially, but it's fine. It'll work. It, it, it'll be okay, everybody. Our
0: audience loves the story of young Conrad sneaking into a film that he's... Should- <laughs> legally you shouldn't
1: actually probably what do you being... guys man i i feel like you know that was a real like like robocop especially That was you know robocop it, it changed my life eh? and I, I can't say i don't know if 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 for good or bad but definitely brought me to where i am here you know <laughs> all right so you can as ever find
0: all of my links at megacitybookclub.com you know where everything is and that's where you'll find all the stuff Conrad, now at this point, I normally point people, of course, to Space Two Thousand, but I've got
1: to say, there's been yes. a bit of a gap. And I, know I know. People, Listen, I- there's been a gap. It's, I'm aware of it. I've been busy. I'm a, sorry. I'm lazy. I'm a bad person. Don't One of these say sh- that. Show has show has bad audio, and it's like I haven't been able to fix it. And it's really been making me feel bad, Evan. But I swear. But by the time you you hear this episode. Of a exactly. uh, mega city book club. Yes, there will be a new episode of Big Meg One out. We'll talk about the Me- mega city. Talking about uh the Judge Red magazine. After that, episode three hundred of Space Spinner two thousand. Buddy, you'll be soaking in it. I promise. We'll okay. be there. Well, I know the forum
0: and the Facebook groups will be delighted for the return of content. Yes. And Fox, and Eli.
1: Absolutely. we uh-huh. the, the three of us will be here, and it's just been me being lazy, and we'll figure it out. It's all happening. We're all going to get through it. 95 is in our grasp. Episode 300, all these things. It's all coming back, Amen. I promise.
0: So what I should have said was that this is coming out next Sunday if I get this edited in time. Mm-hmm. So we'll be out on the whatever that is, the 21st. And very yeah. shortly after that, we might hear from Conrad and Fox. There's the hope. A nation turns its lonely ears to you. (laughs) Oh, woo, woo, woo. Listen, (laughs) come on. It's all right. We'll be out here. Excellent stuff. So we will be back in the film club in a few weeks' time with some 2008 related films and another guest. Uh, That's coming up very soon. We're actually recording that next week, but that'll be out in a few weeks' time. So until then, uh, I guess I have been Eamon. I'm Conrad. And we have been...
1: Mega City Film Club. All right. <laughs>